This is another five-star production. So, you think you're untouchable? Word life. This is basic thugonomics. This is basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Word life. This is basic basic thugonomics. Word life. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of the Scorekeepers Podcast, where we are always keeping the score. I am one of your hosts, Robert. Joining me to the left of me from parts unknown, we have my boy, Khalil. What up? Also to the right of me, we have my dog, the greatest John Cena fan in the world. We have Clayton. Howdy. And of course, last but not least, not here, we have Brandon. He was going to join us remotely, but... We're recording this on a Saturday, full disclosure, and he's watching the NCAA games. So he's rooting for FAU and the U. So Godspeed to Brandon. We'll hear him next week. But guys, how are you doing? Yeah, full disclosure again, a couple things. Um, we're assuming that this is going to be one of the quickest episodes. We're, we say that all the time, but we really think so. We literally have WrestleMania on the TV. Angie's here. She's never here. We have Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State on Rob's phone. Florida State or Florida Atlantic just went up 71-68. We're trying to get out of here as quickly as possible. People are trying to watch WrestleMania. People are trying to watch the Hurricane game. I have the same hairline as John Cena. I didn't even put on a hat, so you're welcome for but the But you're speech. not receding. No, no, it's receding, brother. It's not, but it's uh, right here, right here. It's yeah. Yeah, the you, Dean Ambrose. Uh, yeah, the Dean Ambrose. It's receding. It's receding. Dirty deeds. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so this, you know, you get a show, me balding. But uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to kick it off again. This is going to be the wildest show. It's going to be on the fly. We're just doing an episode, doing an episode for you people. So hit me with the MLB report. And now, and for we'll Clayton. Get it going. You going to ruin my intro, dog? Sorry. Okay, let's try this again. <laughs> and now, for Clayton's MLB report. <laughs> The MLB is back. Baby opening day was this past weekend. We already have um, some controversy going on in Oakland, out of all places. Oakland. Mm. Oakland. Um, Anthony Rendon getting into it with a fan. I don't know if you guys saw this. Clue, you saw it. Um, and, uh, apparently, there is another view, by the way. I don't know if you saw the view. Uh, the fan gets directly in Anthony Rendon's ear and calls him a bitch. Wow. Did you see it? No, but um, that's part of the reason why I was defending him. Because, like, yeah, you can't talk shit. As a grown-ass man, you can't talk <laughs> shit. And then somebody press you for it. And you'd be like, uh-huh, I didn't say anything. <laughs> like, get, get out of here. Nah, uh, that was flagrant by the fan. I will agree with that. That was flagrant by the fan. But Rendon, on the other hand, I've told – Anthony Rendon is my baseball Ben Simmons. I can't with him anymore. Rob – was a fan of the contract when he went to the Angels. He thought they were going to do something when he was a baseball fan. I've never liked Anthony Rendon, ever. I have not liked his play. He is always injured. He's one of the main reasons why Mike Trout and Shohei Otani cannot go to the baseball, uh, to the baseball classic, to the Great. playoffs. He's the reason. He is, he's one of the many reasons. You know okay. why? Because his contract is one of the worst in baseball by far. 
that's not his. He didn't put a it gun to their head so, and make them sign him. Okay, it is so bad. And how much he plays, he does not deserve any of that money. Can I ask the you only a question? Reason, though, hold on. Let me get my shit off. Oh, sorry. The only reason why I'm defending him is mm-hmm. because yes, a grown man called you a bitch. That's all I'm gonna say. But guess what he did do? He did swing and he did miss, just like the rest of his career. I mean, so isn't it a good thing that he missed? That would have been a lawsuit. Not really. I don't think so. That would have been awesome. Uh, you don't well, think that that dude looked like he sued? Oh, he should have smacked. I'm looking at him right now. He looked like he sued. <laughs> he should have smacked. Well, he had to let go. He had to let go of his you shirt. He let go first, first then and, swung. Then, and then he tried to Man, sing in him. I mean, I, I get it. You want to protect the job. But if it was me, I would have. I would have fucked. Man, come on, get out of here, nah, man. Nah, that dude, this dude look like Hisu. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Mm. Okay, so you're looking at the video right now. There's another angle, right? In that particular video, the main one that everyone's seen. He, you don't see him talk to Rendon. Um, you see, you see Rendon talk to him first. There's another video from this angle over here where he literally bends over his friends. To get next to Anthony Rendon's ear, obviously you don't know what he's saying, but you assume mm-hmm. he was calling him a bitch. Like, no, pl- your man's. Yo, Shohei. <laughs> pl- players just don't don't randomly get into a fan with fans for no reason, yo. Like, if if somebody does some shit like that, they did it because the fan was saying some wild shit. Like, it's never just unwarranted. Like, they're just doing it randomly. So, like I said, you want to talk spicy, then you better be ready to back it up. That is true. Um. But, yeah, it's just, again, way to start off baseball weekend. And some other footnotes, Aaron Judge keeping it where he left off. First home run of the season uh, by Aaron Judge. First at bat of the season, to be honest with you. I just want to say, they, what? they called me a madman last season when I said oh, he was worth geez. that money. I said the I said the Yankees had no choice but to pay him, and everybody looked at me like I had three heads. But here we are, I mean, huh? He almost, he almost That's went crazy. To, he almost went to the Mets. Mm-mm. So the Yankees had a buck up? Nah, the Giants. The, oh, sorry. No, the it was Giants. the Giants. Remember Arson Judge? <laughs> um, so we have that going on. Aaron Judge. Oh, the White Sox beat the Astros opening night. Ruined their fucking ceremony. What? The Astros still won. No, it was 3-2. Did you see the opening pitch? Oh. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> oh. I, I can't. Sorry. So. I don't know who homeboy was who was catching the ball, the ball, but he knew he was doing. He knew what he was I doing. I think that was Kyle Tucker. Yeah. He was talking to her. <laughs> uh, yo. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So we have that. Oh, back to the Angels. Um, Shohei Otani did something that, you know, the you only see since the Tuskegee Airmen. That that tweet came back. No, that tweet that tweet happens once a week in baseball. They show Otani struck out like ten guys, had two base hits, something that hasn't been done in ages, and the Angels still lost the game to the Oakland Athletics, who are one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. And this is going to keep happening for the rest of the season. So I suggest you guys get prepared for it. The Marlins. You want to know how I got fooled by the internet this morning? Oh, April Fools got you. Yes. I woke up this morning, opened Twitter, right? Refreshed it. The first thing that popped up, Shohei Otani practicing left-handed pitches. Uh. I was like, no (laughs) fucking shot. I was about to lose my mind. And I was like, wait, no. It's It's April April Fools. Fools. There's no way he's actually doing that. Um, Nothing really else happened that was crazy uh, in terms of MLB opening week. Um, The Mets did... uh, 
did beat the Marlins in their series. We currently have a 71-70 game by FAU. FAU has the ball. There's five seconds left on the shot clock. Guy puts up a... Oh, oh my God. San Diego State has the ball. Seven seconds left. San Diego State has the ball with five seconds. They are down one. He's in the bottom of the key. Pull up. <gasps> San Diego State oh just got the buzzer. Oh no way. San Diego State just won the game at the buzzer. Stay classy, San Diego. Oh my God. Cool. We're still doing a show. We're live. We are, we are yeah, live. We're Again, live. Again, remember, we told you guys what you were getting yourselves into. You just got to give us a couple seconds to readjust. Wow. So San Diego State going on to the national championship. Just heard that live. Great, wow. Great fight by the, by, by the Owls. <laughs> Meanwhile, Austin Theory just beat John Cena. So everything is, everything is in shambles right now. Um, <laughs> so every, everything's going bad right now. Oh, my God. That was that was that was a nice uh, buzzer beater. Uh, so let's keep it moving. MLB, whatever you hear more MLB reports throughout the rest of the season. But let's kick it on. Wait, 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 what, wait. What, 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 you want to talk about baseball? No, and that was Clayton's MLB oh, oh, oh. report. All right, so let's kick it on to basketball, where we are going to talk a little bit about the MVP race, like we always do, because it is an MVP race that is getting heated up. We're going to talk about the CBA a little because that puts a change into the uh, into the MVP voting for the next couple of years, um, next multiple years actually. But let's kick it off with the MVP voting, where Joel Embiid, no, no, Nikolai Jokic, and Giannis Giannis just recently lost to the Celtics the other day. Do you want to talk about that, Rob? Yo, they put the they put the the beats on the boys. That shit was bad. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I, I had the Bucks being the best team out of the East. I still might have the Bucks being the best team out of the East, but it really does show when they can't shoot the ball well, mm-hmm. they're, 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 their offense starts to struggle. And then also transition, because I guess they have like Brooke Lopez and Giannis on the court. Jalen Brown, who y'all know how, how I feel about him. Nice player. Sometimes I think people just a little bit think he's a little bit better than he is, but he was killing them. Mm-hmm. Him and Tatum. In transition, he was killing them. So I'm not going to lie. I'm a little concerned for the Bucks if they have to play the Celtics again. I'm just a little concerned in the playoffs this year. Okay. Last year I didn't feel. Last year I feel like the only reason that the Celtics won because Chris Middleton didn't play and they still went to seven. Do you think Jalen Brown is? I don't know how his contract is. He's gone. You think so? Yeah, I think he's leaving. You saw. You saw what I was talking about, right? Yeah. With the uh, the standing ovation. Oh, oh, I was actually talking about the post game. Well, that that was the the interview. Yeah, that was the same thing. Was because when he came out of the game, he had such a great game. The Celtics gave him a standing. The Celtics fans gave him a standing ovation. That's when the interviewer asked him, how do you feel about that? And he's like, I came here to do a job. Honestly, I'm not mad at him. Every, every time a big name becomes available, he's the first name that pops up in their trade package. Mm-hmm. At some point, mm-hmm. I'd feel some type of way. That is true. Like, that is true. Either, I mean, in his defense, though, who are they going to trade if it's not him? If they're not trading Jason Tatum. That's not in, in defense of him, though. Okay. That's just saying, okay, whenever there's somebody else better, we we're going to get rid of you. And, I mean, like I said, I, I, I'm not mad at him not wanting to be there if they're trying to get rid of him whenever they get the chance. He's a legend. Uh, Jalen Brown is? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'll let that slide. I like Jalen Brown. I've actually, I've actually come, 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 to around, right. come around to I that. I still think his, his handles are a little suspect. But I, I've come around to him is overall. Uh, so is the Jason Tatum in his uh, spin move that he overabuses. But, hey, it's here the Kobe we are. spin move. He learned it from Kobe. He probably yeah. texts him about it to this day. And don't win championships like Kobe. Um, oh, he's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah. Uh-huh. One day. Uh, so let's move on to Joel and Nikolai, which, again, 
people talk about people talk about injuries. This I guess this can transition over to the um this can trans over transition over to the CBA. Injuries have been a factor for most of Joel Embiid's career. The last two seasons have and we've talked about this a lot, I know guys, but just you got to hear me out on this. Um, Joel Embiid, for most of his career, has been injury prone. The last two seasons has been majorly healthy, uh, which is good to see. Nikolai Jokic, on the other hand, healthy for most of his career. Up until recently, where he came out or he was sitting out a couple of games with like knee soreness or foot soreness, something, something with his lower body. Mm. But when Nikolai sits out for games, no one seems to bat an eye. But Joel Embiid sat out that game. Remember, we were talking about the Nuggets-Sixers matchup last week. People took that as a big, big problem. And even so, I mean, I know how we feel about Kendrick Perkins here. Kendrick Perkins saying he's got an MVP vote, and his vote is now going to Nikolai because he's sitting out against the game versus the Nuggets. I want to know what I don't. I want to know what the difference is with Joel Embiid sitting out for injuries that are probably legit compared to Nikolai sitting out probably in terms of rest. Because we really rarely ever see Nikolai go out for one to two weeks with X injury. We do see Joel and B go out one to two weeks for X injury. So I want to know what the difference is between that and why is it such a big deal? Do you understand? You want to go first? Okay. Uh, I think the reason is just because Joel has a history of like missing games. Like, let's be honest. If I'm correct, isn't this like the most games he's played? Well, compared Ever. to last season. He didn't play as many. He played more games this year than last season. Oh, probably. Yeah. So I think so, so far, I think this is the most he's ever played. But I just think he has that stigma of being somebody who doesn't play games. Um, he misses games. And so when people see him sitting out, they're just like, oh, like, look at him. He's not playing. Compared to uh, Nikolai, who, you know, he literally, he, I think he, he doesn't miss a lot of games. He's literally known for literally almost playing almost every game during the year. He rarely takes nights off. Um, and so... That was a big matchup. Like, this week was, like, a key matchup, I think, for the MVP race. I think if Giannis had beaten the Celtics, mm-hmm. I think he had a chance to get the MVP. Um, I think if Embiid had beaten Nikolai again. Well, to be honest, I was, I was gonna say, that game was still close. Yeah, but he wasn't there. So it doesn't, like, you I know, know but that was, the, that's my point. Was that game was still close without Embiid and Nikolai is going to go off like that? Yeah, but also, I'm, I mean... I saw what the Bucks did to them the week before Philly showed up. So if Embiid played, I think I'm pretty confident that the Sixers would have won anyway. So I don't necessarily – I mean, the thing is we've seen this before where there's like big marquee matchups and a certain star player may not play against that um, particular team. So this isn't the first time. Um, I'm not necessarily holding a, against Embiid for not playing that particular game. Like, people were trying to paint it as, like, he was, like, afraid to play Jokic, and I don't think that's the case necessarily. But, you know, it is what it is. I think if Embiid finishes out the season strong, he still has a chance to get the MVP. Well, he is sitting at two, right? Still? No, they're at three. Oh, they're at so three? That's, that's the only thing that kind of – he'd okay. have to finish out strong. But I do think, like, this, the fact that he's going to finish at, like, three – if he was at two, I think it'd be easier. three behind Giannis still? No, I'm talking about seeding. Oh, like okay. where their team is. I think if they finished second place at the Celtics, I think they had a I think he had a really good chance to get an MVP. But I think the fact that Jovic is basically like cruising as the best team in the West and they and the Rockets were doing well, but like they had I mean um seventy six, I'm thinking James Harden. The seventy six were doing well and they were cruising, but then him and Harden started having these like random injuries yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. It's kinda like made them take a step back a little bit. But like I said, there's still what, there's still like at least each team I think has like what, five games left to play? 
around there. Yeah. He still has a chance. If he has some strong performances, I think he can beat out Nick. Because I don't know if the voters really want to give Nikolai three MVPs in a row. That's, that's When's the last time that's ever happened? Well, I'll, I, I'll look that up. One. Probably Jordan. No, because no, Carl. I think, I think it might have been Wilt Chamberlain. Maybe. Um, I'll look it up as I, as I talk about that again. Um, what I was speaking of in the beginning of the season, or maybe in the middle of the season, was voter fatigue. Are the voters actually going to get tired of voting for the same person on and on again? We've seen players recently talk, uh, win back-to-back. We've never seen them win back-to-back-to-back, like three, you know, a three-peat in terms of MVP. And it's not necessarily because they fall off a cliff or they're not having an MVP caliber season. It's mostly because I feel like they just want to see a new face. And if there was ever a time for Joel Embiid to win the MVP, and you would think that, yes, I, I do agree. I at some like, point, at some point, this is just me talking. At some point, I do think Joel Embiid needs to win MVP. I feel like there was if, a couple of years he should have won MVP. If there was ever a time to win it, this would be the year. And if it wasn't this year, it was last year. That's what I'm saying. I think last year he, he definitely should have won MVP. Okay, so I did um, find out. Who won MVP the last time three years in a row? Oh, do you guys want to guess? Give me timeline. You know, give me timeline. Give me timeline. Yeah, don't make it too easy. If I give you the timeline, it's can before. You, the, it's, before it's before the two thousands. Before the two thousands. Yes. So anything before two thousand? Michael? No. No. He won it five times, but no. No. Three times in a row. Three before times in a row. Before the two thousands, who was balling in the eighties? Larry Bird. Magic Larry, Johnson. I was just about to say Larry. Larry Bird. Let's Fucking. go. Let's fucking go. I had it, baby. Gold star for you, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, do you think there's going to be a little bit of voter fatigue, or do you still think that Joel is outright winning? I mean, I don't necessarily like the idea of voter fatigue, but, I mean, it kind of kind of makes feels sense. that way. Yeah. And I just, I just feel like if you're the scoring leader in terms of points um, and you're actually somebody who does play defense, as we saw in previous um, stats boy, in regards do, to Jokic. Do I have a stat for you, brother? Like, <laughs> I kind of feel like they should do the right thing here and, and give it to um, NB. Because, like, Jokic ain't losing no sleep if he, if he doesn't get MVP. Like, he'll be okay. Yeah. But I, I feel like um, NB, even when injured, still has consistently shown that, hey, when I am on the court, I am the best player. You know what I'm saying? Relatively in the league. And yeah. I think that's worth something. Um, I, I, I agree with you in terms of the defense, but Brand, like Brandon has said, it is an offensive award, and we've seen that over the past year. And like you've said. If it's an offensive award, would you not give it to the guy who's leading the league? That, that's what I, no, that's what I was just about to get to. You saying that he's leading the league in scoring, which is absolutely right. I do want to say this about Nikolai. I posted this in our, in our group chat. Jokic is giving up more points when trying to defend layups than any player in the history of the player tracking era since 2013. I want to remind you guys that this guy is a seven foot, two hundred and forty five pound man, giving up the most layups in in history since that stat has been, you know, written down. That's unbelievable to the see. Same, the same stat that we used to give like James Harden slack for, where it's like, oh, how is he MVP if he doesn't play defense? Well, exactly. Jokic is standing right there, and we let it slide. That's okay, true. yeah. Um. Well, that moves over, like, as we were talking about injuries. Brandon, unfortunately, he's not here. We don't blame him. He's watching the Hurricanes. Superstition is real. I know exactly. Did start already? No, it's 8.49. No, 9.10. Oh, 9.10? Okay. 
uh, superstition is real. We're going to let him have his moment. Fine by me. So he's going to be able to tell you what the CBA actually means this coming season, but I'm just going to give you what Adrian Wojnarowski wrote on Twitter. So as we talked about, the NBA and the MBPA have agreed on a seven-year collective bargaining agreement. Uh, the deal includes an in-season tournament, which I'm... I'm not excited about. I'm a little iffy about that. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't know what the details are from it, for it, so I'm not necessarily judging it. Um, this is, this is oh. literally going tweet by tweet, by the way. So go I got you with that. You're gonna take, okay, go ahead. Yeah, okay. so the 65 game minimum for postseason awards, we're going to talk about that. New limitations on highest spending teams and expanded opportunities for trades and free agency for mid and smaller team payrolls. The new collective bargaining agreement starts next year. Uh, what else do we have here? What else do we have here? Um, that's it for the most part. By the way, the oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, for the people that like to get technical, I'm sorry. This was I. This was cheated an hour ago. In the new CBA, high spending teams above a second apron of luxury tax aren't allowed to send cash deals, trade first round picks seven years away, or sign players in the buyout market. So the Warriors are limited. That's basically that's the only people that count. <laughs> They're handicapped. Uh, also, with the playing tournament, the not playing tournament, the uh, midseason tournament. The winning team of the tournament, each player on the team gets five hundred thousand dollars. So, I that I did see. So that was that's. But a I'm not the big fan of in season tournament. How specifically does the tournament work? Is it like um, probably going to be divisional rivalry. conference? You know what it's going to remind me of? I I it's pro. I don't again didn't read the CBA. So if you come in here for you know details and everything like that, check out ESPN. But this is what I'm fucking assuming. I'm assuming it's going to be like uh football. Across the pond. That's what I'm assuming. Mm. That it's going to be one of those things where Monday, this is the Europa Cup. And Tuesday, that's league play type of shit. You get what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, I I think that's I, what... It, I, I think, think the specific day is going to be set for tournament play. And then the other day is going to be set for league play amongst that. But they all count towards the... Uh... The eighty-two, the eighty-two game. Even though by the end of it, oh. one team will play, but the the two teams will end up playing like an extra game. So that'll be. The uh, I okay. guess my beef with is the fact that the only incentive is that the five hundred thousand. Yeah, the winning team, somebody on everybody, the team, every player, each player gets five hundred. Every player gets five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. The homeboy on the two-way contract about to be. I don't. Hey. I don't. I just. Hey. <laughs> I just don't. I'm not necessarily a fan Damon of Jones. the only incentive being just more money. I think there has to be another incentive. If there was a way for you to, because doesn't doesn't we we've talked about it with the All Star Game? Doesn't doesn't the winners of the All Star Game get some kind of bonus? That doesn't mean anything. If to there them. was a particular not way that, that much money, the winning teams could lock in a lottery pick. I think it would make it worth it. But just giving them money, like, oh, like, like yeah, I, I feel that's like not necessarily, not necessarily like top three or something crazy like that, no, but, but just, just guarantee, guaranteeing top ten, like your that's your fucking bad. ping pong ball is guaranteed to be in there just based off the fact that the you want it. Because just because that, just because the best teams in the league are in it, doesn't necessarily guarantee that they're actually going to be that motivated to want to, mm -hmm. you know, necessarily be in there. Um or or win it or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, but I think that should be the incentive. Like give something to play for for the future. But just just the idea of oh you'll get some more extra. But that's money. that's more. But that's more for the team. 
we're talking about the players yeah, but trying, why? But, trying but to be more motivated. Respect- that's always been the respectfully, that's always been the case. Go ahead. Yes, players are underpaid. I agree with that. But y'all are still making a lot of fucking money. Like, why do I have to throw more money at you for for you to care about the job that you have? I understand. Come on. I get you. Come on. I, I, I think it should be more of an um, incentive on an organization. If you're locked in, you really care about the team that you play for, then you would actually go out there and give it all you got um, in that aspect. But, you know, like the fact that I have to make you care about the regular season, like, I, I don't know. I'm not necessarily a fan of that. I, I, I think they should have some type of incentive in terms of, like, lottery picks. You want to say anything about that? Final thoughts on that before I move on to the 65 game? I'm not a fan of the midseason tournament. I don't really see, like Khalil, I kind of don't really see the value in it for the players. I do like the fact that we were talking about the uh, the 65 games for awards. I do think that should count. I do agree with that one. That one actually matters. I think you should have to play a certain amount of games before they can start mentioning you in, in certain awards. I agree. Um, in terms of the midseason tournament, I also am not the biggest fan yet. Just want to see how it plays out. If it's anything like it is across the pond in, in, you know, in Europe and stuff like that with their football that they got over there, I, I just that's why you have the regular season. I don't understand what the point of the midseason tournament is unless you're trying to f- maybe these are how teams put them in high leverage situations for their, you know, their G League players or something like that. Because I feel There's, like you're just throwing money at, at, at the best teams in the league already. You can just give them oh, more well, money. Well, on like, top I of feel that, like on top of that, sorry, sorry to say that. On top, sorry, on top of that, uh, with those cups, with the with the titles, you know, across the pond, they give them transfer market money. So maybe you bump up their free agents. You give them a little bit more salary cap for salary capped help teams. Am I making sense? Maybe you throw them an extra what 10, 12 mil. Maybe they could sign a player. Maybe it helps them out free agency-wise. You get what I'm saying? Because, like I said, that's what they do in Europe and for I mean, all the other soccer but leagues. But I feel like that's still giving the best teams more power, though, in a way. Like, I think it, giving them a lottery pick doesn't necessarily guarantee that they're automatically going to get better because they can still go to the draft and miss on somebody. Touché. You know what I mean? Touché. But I feel like, okay, cool. The teams that you know that aren't going to make the playoffs, you give them something to play for in terms of, oh, shit. We're bad, so we may not be able to get, you know, oh, like, we're, we're bad. We're not going to make it to the finals or whatever the fucking case may be. But we already have a lottery pick. And if we win this tournament, we can also get another lottery pick on top of that. I think that's a bigger incentive as opposed to. Um, and then also it gives teams options. Mm-hmm. Could trade that pick. Because it's like you could either trade the pick or it's like, oh, this team is great. But do I really want to pay certain players on this team that may necessarily may yeah. be getting older or something, may mm-hmm. not necessarily be worth it, Swap and take out. the risk on getting somebody else? Yeah. I feel like that kind of levels out the playing field because that person that may be older but still relatively good is going to have to find somewhere else to play. True. And I feel like that spreads out the talent more as opposed to just giving money to teams that are already good. But So let's move on to the 65 games. Uh, we, all, we all mostly agree on that with the 65 games. You must play 65 games to be considered for a postseason award. We already talked about Joel Embiid's injury history. There's a lot of players going on in the league with, uh, what, do you, what do you call that? Uh, off days? What are those days? Load, load management. Load management. management. Yeah, load management days. Um, I... I already saw a bunch of memes with Mikel, Michael Bridges. Um, Because you know he hasn't missed a game since high school. 
Yeah, no, yeah, he's, he has, he's, he, a, he's he, a new AC oh, Green. Yeah, he has not missed a game since high school, and people were already calling him MVP. Like they were putting up pictures of Michael Jordan with all his MVPs, and it was like Mikel Bridges with his new CBA. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, sixty-five games uh, must be played. And what brought me to my attention was: Do you guys remember last year with Drew Holiday, and maybe the second last game of the season or the last game of the season? when he went out there and just fouled on purpose because he needed to start the game for his contract incentive. Do you guys remember this or no? Yes. You yes. do? Okay. I do remember that. Do you yes. think now more players and teams will find that in a loophole and just send their players out for a minute? Wait, what do you mean? Because Drew Holiday, when he started, the, the, all he had to do was to start the game. Kind of like when Draymond Green yeah. and the okay. whole Clay Thompson thing. Dray, uh, Drew Holiday, all he had to do was start the game. He started the game. He got one foul. He got put to the bench. He got his contract incentive of $2.5 million. Mm-hmm. Now, with that, do you think that teams are going to find that as a loophole and make their players go out there, for get a foul, come back out, and there's your load management? That's considered starting the game. I'm not making that. I don't want that to be a thing. I'm asking, do you guys think but that's, that's going to be a that's thing? That's something that can be easily investigated and shut down now. Mm. Like, if you're literally going out there and fouling within the first minute, I'm talking to the team and saying, yo, we're not, we're not doing this today. Well, it's, you know what I mean? that, but they probably are going to talk about it more with mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, like with baseball, the shift. And now with the shift, I don't know if you saw <laughs> it. No, idea. no, no. Now. Player, uh, teams are bringing their left fielder and putting him in right field. Because the rule, you can't have an infielder in the outfield. No one ever said you can't have three outfielders on one side. Uh, so they just found a way to make it's the shift. Right the, uh, left field, left field, wide the fuck open. Everything else, completely covered. And, damn. You see what I mean? And There's I like, loopholes I'll, in all of this. <laughs> So do you think that's going to be a problem when it comes down to it starting next season? Because I think, um, yeah. I don't think it will. I think it's going to be a couple of players first that are going to be able to get away with it. I don't think it. so. Because you know and what you can do? Change, change is what you can rule. do is you can set an incentive that's based off of not only games played, but minutes played also. <laughs> if you're not playing at least half the game, I'm not giving you the fucking money. Go out there and play. At least half. Don't okay. go, yeah. Don't go out there and then you foul, foul, you know, two fouls in the first minute and get off the court. No, that's not that's not how that, that how that's gonna work. I mean, my thing is, I'm not necessarily worried about um, whether you know the players are worried about how much money they could possibly make. I just care about them actually caring about winning. That's my my mm-hmm. biggest thing. The money's always gonna be there. They're just signing new CBA. They're gonna get their money. <laughs> Trust. That's not gonna be an issue. Like I'm more concerned about them actually caring about being good. And wanting to succeed. Because it just seems like a lot of teams are just like, oh, we're getting paid, so who gives a fuck? Like, I, my, my thing is, I'd rather, I'd rather see them care about winning. Which, I mean, that's where my radical idea of a, you know, the losing team should get relegated to the uh, G League. But hey, that's just me. But like, if y'all don't care about fucking being good, then get the fuck out of here, personally. That's how I feel about it. But I know they would never do that. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. You, 65 games? Mm, yeah, I'm fine with it. Like I said, I'm fine with it. I just think that I don't think it'll be an issue because some of them dudes, I don't think they'll care. Like Kevin Durant, if you told him, oh, if you don't play 65 games, you're not going to MVP. I don't think he cares. Some, I think the younger players might care, 
which is probably good because those are players that should be playing. Mm-hmm. But like the older players have already accomplished certain things. I don't think they're going to care as much. And I think that's fine. Like there's be some balance. But I do think it's kind of, but I am getting tired of like some of these just like sitting out and then still wanting to be like awarded stuff. And you don't, and you're missing like almost half the season. Like one, one third, that. one third is not yeah. more than half, but one third of the season. Like people think if you play like 50 games, at least 50 games, you should be able to get award consideration. I think that's ridiculous. Or all NBA vote. I don't think so. So. I think it's good. For, I think it's good for the league. I think now I'm surprised that they didn't do anything about homeboys being like, "Oh, let me sign this max deal," and then like a then like a year later be like, "You know what? Got to go. Ain't feeling this no more." I'm surprised they haven't done nothing about that. But I guess, I guess that that was one thing. I thought they were gonna let the players in, but they're still keeping the 19, which I guess is fine because they because now if you're even 18, you don't have to go to college. You can go play in the G League. And go make a little bit of money, and you know you could be uh, what's my man, Scoot Henderson. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. Um, and then what was the other one? I do, I do wish personally with the CPA. The last thing I'm gonna say is, I wish they got rid of the fucking um luxury tax. I wish we went back to how it used to be. Before. Well, not the luxury tax, the hard cap. Mm-hmm. I wish they got rid of it. I wish we went back to how it used to be before. Was you just like if where you you paid a luxury tax, but it wasn't no repeaters tax, and you could still get the full middle level exception. I know Dallas. Remember Dallas back in the day used to abuse that a lot. But I wasn't. If your owner's willing to spend that money, that's fine. Like, it's not like in business. If you're in the real world and you're in a business, like they're gonna tell you, "Oh, you can't spend this amount of money." That's like you're you're trying to spend more than somebody. No, I just I know I always keep bringing up baseball in here. It's mostly because I'm just trying to bring you guys into new light on something. Go ahead. The Mets owner forgot his name. What's his name? Do you know his name? I don't know his name, but he he fucking money bags, Uh, letting it fly. They've already are trying to implement a rule. Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen. They're trying to call it the Steve Cohen rule and implement a second, either there was a second or third luxury tax based off him. And I just want to remind you guys that there's no salary cap in baseball, but there is a luxury, tax. A luxury tax. I think there's two. I think after you like pass... Like two threshold? Yeah, I believe so. Don't quote me on this. I'm not great with the inside outs of fucking sports. But... They are considering making it a, a law for another luxury tax because of how much he has paid this offseason. So, yes, I do understand what you're and getting at. that's my argument. Honestly? At least? No. I this, hate the Mets. Here's my at argument. At least he's fucking trying. You shouldn't be allowed to own a team if you couldn't fucking afford it in the first place. Uh, not even that. Well, that Honestly. One, but I, I appreciate the trying. They should the be trying allowed, to be good. They should be allowed to spend whatever fucking money they want. Honestly, that's my personal opinion. If you can't fucking afford the team, then why even fucking bother putting in a bid to buy it? You're just there for the profit. You're, you don't care about... Then that's my problem. Oh, Th- that's where it, it honestly begins. It honestly begins in ownership. A lot of these motherfuckers want to own a team just for the idea of making a profit and not necessarily about making the team better because they don't want to spend any money to make the team better. They don't care about winning, and that's just, I, I personally just, I'm not a fan of that. Like, if you don't want to spend the money to make the team better, then you shouldn't be allowed to own the team anyway. If you ain't got the money like that, then get out of here. Go on about your business. As, as Brandon likes to always tell me, all these billionaire owners in the, on, that own these teams, they're all for capitalism. Until they're on like the, the opposite side of it, they don't have. They're not the one with all the money. You know what I would like to see? I would like to see a report card for the basketball teams, just like how they did for football. They probably recently. will do that soon. I would like to see that. I would really like to see what, in terms of what teams are actually caring like about their players, organizations, and organizations that are caring about their players, 
Because we saw with, with football, like, teams that are caring about their players are usually the ones that succeed the most in terms of, you know, what you see on the field. I would like to see about the players that are the organizations that care on the court. Even though I would I like to see that. I don't think it'll be as bad because we know NBA organizations, if we just saw the Nets, more of the NBA organizations, more of them, not all of them, but more usually like to cater to their star players, to their players on yeah, the team. Yeah, but catering in terms of how they would be on the court, not necessarily what's going on behind closed doors. No, we've seen the Nets. Have you seen, did you see it? You know, oh. I would, you know what I would love to see? No disrespect. Right. I would have loved to see what was going on prime COVID with the Heat players because, you know, Mickey Harrison they had no money around that time. No, but the Nets players, there was a book written on it. They literally were just able to do whatever the fuck they wanted. And For it's, real? Oh, yeah. The James Harden, yeah, it Kyrie, was, it was Kevin a full takeover. It they, was a fucking, yeah. they, they just did whatever the fuck they wanted. Which, as you but can it see, it didn't work out for them. But it wasn't necessarily tied into money, though. That's, it wasn't money. It's not money. It, it, it was not, just the general idea of just letting go, players yeah, do whatever free. they want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a baseball fan. What team did Ken Griffey play for? The Junior. C- the, the Seattle Mariners. Mariners and the Cincinnati Reds. Yes. And I the White think, Sox, I think. Yes, at the I might end. be wrong, but I think I saw a stat where this season he is still the third or fourth highest paid player. Yes. On that team. Because, there's because a, he's still getting paid based he, off his contract. He deferred. And that's my fucking problem. He deferred. That's my problem. Y'all don't want to pay nobody. Man. So you have people who haven't played in fucking how many fucking years still getting paid more than people on your active roster. Matthew Stafford got a $30 million signing bonus just the other day because mm-hmm. he deferred it. Did he play last season? No. But he got a $30 million now, signing now, bonus. And look, if you sign the contract and the incentives or whatever the case may be, but I'm he, not necessarily mad at that. You signed the contract. I'm not. You, all, you offer the contract. Bobby That's Bonilla fine. thing all over again. Uh, but here's the thing. I'm not mad at people who overspend. I'm mad at people who don't spend. <laughs> don't tell me about you, the billionaire guru guy, and you don't want to spend anybody, spend any money to make your team better. You're just there because you're making profit off of it. Like, I understand it's a business, but it's also a sport, and you have, you know, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people supporting your fucking team. Make them better. Stop letting them just be mediocre because you know the tickets are going to sell out. Get out of here. You mean Arthur Blank? Mm, oh, mm. I didn't want to do this topic, but <sighs> we got a little bit of time. Y'all, y'all don't and think I mean, What do you mean we got a little bit of time? You were trying to make this 40 minutes. I was, but well, no, nah, this ain't really. It's like take 10 off that. Oh, okay. Um, really, real quick. Y'all don't think it's kind of some bullshit how these NFL owners got up there on that team owner meeting and were acting like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about Lamar Jackson. Like, we, we looked into it, but eh, we're not sure. Like, Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Blake was is. the worst one. Bro, they just don't he compared him. him to Sean Watson. Who has like two torn ACLs and like sexual and, were nasty. and 37 sexual assaultment charges. Mind you, this is compared the same, to an MVP. This is the same Fucking owner who has zero issues with both injuries were non running. And on top of that, and on top of that, the owner who like once had Michael Vick as his quarterback. So talking about like they don't want that style. Like that's not why Michael Vick left Atlanta. It was Marcus. I blame Marcus. Mm, I blame Marcus too. Hey, get, get your man. What you mean? Nah, you didn't. You you, nah, uh, sorry. No, break, pretty, pretty nah, breaking, nah, breaking the fourth wall. Breaking the fourth wall. You obviously saw Logan Paul come down from the rafters like Shawn Michaels yes. in that one WrestleMania. Yes. Okay. He was facing Bret Hart in that WrestleMania. He's wearing pink. Uh, Bret Hart. I get it. Um, Legend. Do you really want to Yeah, talk- Shawn Michaels. I agree. <laughs> do you really want to talk about that or Don't no? Don't get me started on Bret Hart. He been I, ha- I have my... 
Mm-hmm. I hate you doing this, but he would have been a legend if fucking. Overrated. He, <laughs> hey, 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 look, hey, look, I love hey, Bret Hart, hey, but dog. Hey. He would have been a legend if fucking Goldberg asked knew how to fucking. Yeah, let's not talk about that. All right. Back to Lamar. Oh, uh, so. yeah. So do you actually want to talk about that or no? Because no, I've, I've, said, my, I've yeah. said my piece on that. It's in absolutely insane how these how these NFL owners aren't even taking a fucking look at this kid. Oh, well, look. no, the, the, the Falcons said they did. They're just no, not interested. No, but like a legitimate look. Like, I don't even understand. Go, go like, come down here and meet with him. $32.5 million? That's it? And you can't pay that? There's I saw, a chance. I saw I'm sorry. Com- Time out. Hold on. I'm sorry. There's, yes, two first-round picks. No, nah, I mean, realistically, sure, you probably whatever. don't have to give up the two first-round picks. Sure, but let's just say you do. Two first-round picks. Sure. $32.5 million. Sure. But there have been restricted free agents that have been tagged with that for fucking less. You're getting an MVP caliber player, an MVP talent because he won the MVP. The only reason why the Ravens are even relevant, the only reason why the Ravens went to the fucking playoffs last year was on the back of Lamar Jackson. And Tyler Woodley. The Ravens have not given Lamar Jackson. Tyrone Woodley. Uh, Tyrone Huntley, sorry. Yeah. Tyler Pro Huntley. Bowler, Pro Bowler. Tyler Huntley. Pro Bowler. Tyler. Pro Tyler. Yeah. Say his name right. I think in a Tyrone Woodley. Uh, famous um, but now, if you just gave him talent, what could he do with talent? Sure, he has Mark Andrews. But on top of that, let's go down the list of people that fucking need uh, help. The commanders. They already have a decent wide receiver. They have a decent running back. I don't Ron know about their, I don't know about their tight end. You hear what he Ron. said? Quarterback. Oh, what did he say? <laughs> he can't. He doesn't. They don't. They don't think his style fits with what they're doing. Mind you, this is the same dude that like Cam Newton get him to the Super Bowl. He's never had that type. Of, yeah. Let's let's talk about. Well, you know what he said? Like I said, post game interview. <laughs> why 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 aren't you guys good quarterback? <laughs> Uh, now, in the commander's defense, it might not be Ron, even though that, that excuse me, why? bullshit. Well, how about this? I don't know what goes on in San Francisco. Why don't the San Francisco? Well, they have, they have, they just paid. They just don't have money. Yeah, they okay. Money. Yeah. Because yeah. that would be insane. And they don't have, remember, they gave up picks to get Trey Lance, too. Okay. Let's keep it moving with the Texans. The Texans are a shit show all over well, the place. Well, they have the second pick in there. They're probably going to draft yeah, the quarterback. Well, they're they're also, I don't know if he wants also to go there an anyway. organization that Why doesn't care about winning. the Colts look at him? The Colts are probably the most likely team for him to go. They, they are the most be. likely, but... They should, but they should be pulling the trigger is but, what I'm saying. But at least their owner did not say... Or GM didn't come out and be like, ah, now nah, we're not interested. You're they going, like their interest. How old is Lamar? 26? 25, I think. You're yeah. going Something after... Because you won't get... You won't get... Bryce, you're not going to get CJ. You're assuming 26. you're you're assu- 26. You're assuming your future on Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. We've seen how people are with a good combine or a good pro day. You're going to put something on that rather than something that is already set in stone, which is an MVP caliber player, and you're not pulling the fucking trigger. There's a chance that you could fucking resign him. The Colts are an automatic playoff lock. Especially in that bullshit division that they're fucking in. Fucking trash division. They are le- they are locking the playoffs in every year with Lamar Jackson. Every fucking year. The Jets, they want to go after fucking Aaron Rodgers for whatever reason. 
The Bucks could have fucking used him. But guess what? I mean, they signed Baker Mayfield. Personally, if I was the Jazz, I would have flipped immediately because oh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he hasn't signed yet. So what the fuck are we doing? The Panthers could use him. They, the Broncos already gave too much money to Russell Wilson. The Commanders could have used them. The Raiders could have used them. No disrespect to Geno, but Seattle could have fucking had him. Green Bay could get him, but we know how Green Bay is. No disrespect. New England could have had him, but Devin McCourty doesn't want to uh, doesn't want Lamar going anywhere near Bill Belichick. And fucking the Lions could have fucking had him. You're gonna believe in Jared Goff? The Lions on the come up. They're on the come up, and you can't take a risk on Lamar Jackson. Because these what is the NFL? They don't care about winning. They care about making money. That's the whole point. If they cared about winning, they would have scooped them up quickly. And Lord, please forgive me. I don't want to make it a race thing. Lord knows. But if it was Joe fucking Burrow, <laughs> it wouldn't even be a fucking conversation. They would they would even he would have been immediately scooped up. It wouldn't even be a fucking conversation. So, you know, whatever. And y'all want to talk about, oh, you know, injuries, whatever. Yeah, Joe Burrow's been injured too. This ain't nothing new. I've seen him hurt too. But whatever. Like I said, I don't want to make it a race thing. But clearly, there's something going on. Either you don't want to spend the money, or you think that he's not as good as a quarterback as he is, even though he's an MVP of the league. I don't know what to tell you. I also do want to say, I do want to say, on the conspiracy theory uh, thing, when we, when we talked about it a little bit two weeks ago, every highlight of Lamar Jackson is him burning the fucking football. Everything. On ESPN, on Fox Sports, on TSN, the fucking Canada show. He throws the ball. He's running the ball. Of course, he's running the ball. But guess what? He has video game type numbers everywhere. He's also one of the best pocket passers in the league, but nobody wants to talk about that. But hey, here we are. Maybe if he had a better offensive line, but who who knows, I guess, right? (laughs) Just talent. Just talent, Khalil. Just better players to throw to, better players to hand off to. That's it. That's it. Look, his QB one was Marquise Brown, and we're sitting up here. Wide letting, receiver one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made mis- I made that mistake. But like, we're letting that slide as if that's okay. Like, come on, bro. Even if, even if, even if Marquise Brown was Q- uh, wide receiver one on the fucking Chiefs, that would not pass as a good wide receiver. Like, I don't know what we're doing here. You have any like he clearly pass? is not getting the extra help, but we're letting. I, 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 I genuinely don't know what we're doing. I don't know. Uh, final thoughts in general or final no, thoughts? No, final on? thoughts on him because then uh, it will be final yeah, thoughts. Yeah, look, honestly, like I said, I think it's just some bullshit. Like, he sh- you can't tell me none of these people are interested in him. I don't know if it's like they're trying to, like, make sure they get him at a certain price or whatever, but, like, I'm not even going to lie. Personally, I love Tua. I really do. But I drive him to the airport myself for two first-round picks and some money. I'd figure it out. And I know Steve Ross has the cash. Well, it, would, it would literally make us... It would literally make us like the best team in at least in our for sure in our division. In our division, yeah. And then we're now talking like you're you're right up there with second the, with or the third Chiefs. in in yeah in the conference. I would do the trade. I would pull. I would put. You have Tyree Kill now. I would put a future. Shit, we might be second best, honestly, it behind would. the Chiefs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, because like I said before, look, the Bills don't scare me. Because at really that point, don't. our offense, like, what are you gonna do? You got You still got to play cover too because of Tyreek and and Jalen. But now you have this dude, you have this threat. You're into a quarterback spy. How many dudes in the league can cover him? It's just a nasty. Nada. Nada. And two of the fastest wide receivers in the league. You, you, you can't beat that. You I really would can't. do it. I personally would do it. I know Steve Ross wants Lamar Jackson. I know he actually wanted to draft Lamar Jackson. Um, but, you know, Adam Gason, uh, the great, I don't know if it was Chris Gere or Mike Tannenbaum at the time, 
But Adam Gates for sure didn't want to coach him, so that's why he, that's part of the reason he you got drafted. You want to know something about me? Like, I'm sorry to cut you off. Were you done? Oh, and then I was just going to say, uh, I did find out some reports about Brian Flores, too, that I wasn't happy to hear. So Brian Flores didn't want to draft Tua. Do you know he wanted to draft? Who? Take a guess. Who was in that class? Who was uh, after that? It couldn't Justin have been worse. Herbert. Couldn't have been worse than Jalen Rager. It had to have been in, in that class. It was in that class. No, but I'm saying, like, it no, couldn't I'm have been worse than of... Jalen Rager. So, because wasn't Tua drafted last of those three? He was 10. To Herbert was 7, no? No, Tua was, no, like, two was four, like 5. Four. Oh, was like no, four. wait. He was, no, he was 5. Fourth, third oh, or fourth okay. pick in the draft. And then Herbert was like 10. No, Herbert was right after Tua. Oh, oh. yeah, Herbert was right after. Oh. He wanted to draft Jordan Love. Oh, you're, you're in on it? Oh, you're not, that's not bad to you? Here's the thing. Wait, what? No, I was going to say, I mean, I understand people's transgressions that, that aren't magically have come out of the woodwork now towards Brian Flores. Oh. Um, I'm still not necessarily mad at his decision that he made in terms of, um, oh, my God. I'm still not necessarily mad at the decisions he made towards uh, the NFL. Like how he handled the whole, like, because, dude, we all know what, what was happening there, bruh. He was supposed to be the, the, the fall guy for the Dolphins to Tom fail. Could have been it. Tom Brady, Sean Payton was going to get shipped in, and he was going to be shipped out as the failed, disgraced black head, head coach. So I'm not mad at him for saying, nah, Lovely fuck Smith. that. Uh, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm not mad at him for saying, like, nah, nah, nah fuck that. Now, nah, it obviously, based off the evidence, he has made some decisions that aren't necessarily the best in terms of, like you were saying, like he wanted Jordan Love. That's obviously not, no. And it's, it's pretty apparent that he wasn't necessarily a fan of Tua either. That's a mistake on him as a coach, but, like, I've seen people make that mistake before. I'm not necessarily mad at him for that. Back, back to the Lamar thing. This is, uh, in college, I was not a fan of him just because of the division that he played in. He, was, he played in the AAC. I think Louisville was in the AAC at the time. If I'm not, Brandon probably could fact check me on it, or you could fact check me on that. So I didn't think the division was all that great, so I didn't really fucking care. But then once I heard that they were trying him out at wide receiver, like the Terrell Pryor method, then I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm all in on Lamar Jackson. He also gave us one of the greatest college football games in history against Deshaun Watson. Against Deshaun Watson. And you know what the Bears decided to do? Draft Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, they're in the ACC. (laughs) The ACC or the AAC? The A Atlantic Coast Conference. Oh, but I'm saying at the time. Yeah, he was there. They've been there since. Look at it. Because the last, they went, they were in the American in 2013. It looks like they've been in the ACC since. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, there you go. Um, is that it? Are we good? We got basketball to watch. The game started. Oh, yeah, it just started. Um, final thoughts? Kulu? No formula? Oh, Shout no, out to Max for No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> he hasn't played yet. I mean, he hasn't played yet. He hasn't driven yet. Um, bit, you know who's a big Formula One fan? I just found out. Francisco Lindor. The Mets shortstop. Mm. Random as shit. Favorite racer? Dude. Lewis Hamilton. Of course. That's a smart, that's a smart <laughs> choice. He, I mean, heart, heart of hearts, he is my favorite driver. Gotta represent the brothers. Yeah, I know. Um, but like I said, I support team red bull regardless um i mean uh, formula one is is growing very fast in the united states so i can respect you gonna be it. bigger than nascar soon i think it's already it's getting high. there it's getting there mm-hmm. but 
I don't necessarily think so anytime soon. It's hard. I think Formula One is more of a city thing. And if you want to base it off that, the city, yeah, it will be more important to. But if we're being real here, we have more country-ass, bumpkin-ass states than fucking like, city states. City. Yeah, yeah. because will, like if who, you think about it, country music, I'm sorry, country music is the bi- biggest genre in America. Yes. But that's because of... Well, not anymore, technically. What is? It's hip-hop. hip-hop it's hip-hop. Oh, it took ago. over? Yeah, hip-hop is the biggest genre, genre in the world, actually. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, for a while, the country but, country yeah. was there, and that was just because we had more country states. I don't think the country states will appreciate Formula One so, like they do with NASCAR. So, in terms of people who will pack out a stadium for the actual NASCAR aspect, yeah, that audience is bigger than people who will fill out for Formula One for the actual driving. The idea of just being at at that type of event outside mm-hmm. you know fast cars driving by all these rich people that that type of like glamorous aspect of it people are more um in tune to that uh for formula one but i think the fans of the actual sport itself is probably bigger in nascar but it's like more exclusive if you do the formula one i saw them tickets some shits are crazy yeah but um i don't think it's gonna pass i don't think it's gonna pass nascar yet do you think what five, ten years? Three, Whoa. three to five years. Okay, it's moving fast. No, it is. If it keeps at this pace, especially, it could potentially be. Especially with them coming to each major city, like they did with Miami so, last year. Yeah. So, first, before it was just Austin. They would go to Texas, and mm-hmm. that was it. Then they added Miami. They're adding Vegas this year. Oh shit! You know what I mean? And you know how Vegas is trying to get into the sports game heavy. Yeah. Like you're trying to build stadiums and everything else over there. They got all the so, room. Oh, my God. It's KSI. What? That is so random. What is happening right now? No shot. WrestleMania is KSI is, yeah. in a prime mascot <laughs> bottle suit with Logan Paul in the ring. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah. No, I, I, Formula One is moving fast. It has potential to be. Uh, one of the biggest sports, especially of Porsche. The Spanish announce table. Oh God! No. Oh no! Not right, we gotta wrap the show. We gotta wrap the show. We're missing. We're missing a WrestleMania great match right now. I don't think. I, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. The Kings haven't played. Or they're playing right now. So yeah, they're playing right this second. Yes. We just have to wait and see how that goes. Um, fight the power as always, I guess. Um, again, just wanted to preface this. Just wanted to give you guys an episode. We have a lot of things going on right now. Like I said, WrestleMania, Final Four. These guys are going out. Brandon's not here. We just wanted to give you, oh, my God, he's drinking a prime bottle on the top rope, about to go. Oh, no, he's going to put KSI in. Fox he's putting KSI in. He's putting KSI in. Oh, oh shit. Jesus. Oh my God! He's he's what is it? Is it the pedigree or is he oh, going to no, do the curb stomp? Curb stomp! Curb stomp! Curb stomp! No no no! Oh pedigree! pedigree? Hello? Hey! No no he's not! This match is over, he's my boy. One, two. two. Oh! Try to tell you. Try to tell you. Wrap up the show, please. We gotta go. Uh, again, we just wanted to give you something, guys. Just wanted to give you something. Uh, it will be Monday when you hear this, March, uh, April third, and you bring the Bulldogs and you're back to back three time and that's about it robert uh yeah so this has been the latest and greatest episode from the scorekeepers podcast we will see y'all next week have a great week we out and remember ladies okay 
Men can get me too as well, okay? HBO, hands to yourself, all right? Just remembering that. Yeah, all right, we out. This has been another five-star production.